Hello and welcome to Healing from Within. I am your host, Cheryl Glick, Reiki Master Energy Teacher, Medium, and author of a trilogy with the newest edition being A New Life Awaits, Spirit-Guided Insights to Support Global Awakening, which shares stories and messages from spirit that show us our greatest challenges are not merely economic, political, or societal, but simply a great disconnect from our spiritual values and the inner soul essence that connects us to higher source. We are delighted to welcome John Sadiq, author of Signposts of the Spiritual Journey, a true roadmap for those embarking on an inner journey to heal their own lives and live authentically. Did I pronounce that correct? John? Beautiful, beautiful, Cheryl. You're one of the few people who ever get it right. <laughs> ah, that's wonderful. Hello. That's wonderful. Yes, so thank you for, for joining us today, John, to share your own view of the signposts as well as the obstacles that may be encountered on perhaps the greatest journey of all that is going on within us and knowing the energy of eternal oneness and life in many dimensions. John, as listeners of the show, well know. My guests and I share intimate, insightful stories and truths that show us how the duality of life actually is necessary to remember we are souls having a physical life so we may refine our thoughts and actions and grow to higher levels of awareness and consciousness as we learn life is not random. We are not alone. And all experiences are just right, neither good nor bad, but necessary to raise our vibration to higher planes of existence and personal growth. In today's episode of Healing from Within, John Sadiq, one of the most popular teachers on the meditation app Insight Timer, who has been featured in Time Magazine, The Guardian, and CNN and the BBC, as well as having a talk and workshop for the Theosophical Society of America. He will discuss many things and the five tools and three practices to cut through the noise and find a connection in meditation to higher source. Well, that's what I do as a medium. That's the way I go into meditation and raise my vibration so I can connect to the energy of source and other souls in spirit. John, I always love to ask my amazing guests to think back to their childhood and perhaps remember a person, place, or event that might have signaled to them or others around them the interest and lifestyle they might want to embrace as an adult. For It seems to me the story of our life path and destiny come into life within our soul as we're born into this physical world and our soul goals unfold as we mature so think back to earlier days in your life when there were things happening to you or you were maybe a little aware of or someone else helped you be aware of tell us about it I could listen to you all day Cheryl Mm. <laughs> I could listen to your voice all day. I really like your voice. It's lovely. Thank Hi. you very much. 
Um, well, the thing is, with me, I kind of knew straight away, and um, uh, it's amazing hearing you talk and, and what you're talking about already. Um, here, here in the UK, in England, you know, we don't talk about this kind of thing very easily. I don't know about how it is in the US or worse. Kind of <laughs> it's worse us. here in the US yeah. because uh, many, eighty <laughs> percent of the people are not aware of who they are and what life yeah. is truly about. However, one of my teachers, Robert Brown, was from England, and I have spent much time in England, and I feel very comfortable. I live in an English Tudor house, and I guess huh. I've had past lives in England. So, Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. 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 Well, with me, I kind of, uh, my first kind of instance of, of things being different was I was six years old, and... Uh, the school I was at used to take us for swimming trips uh, and straight away even being very very little six years old I liked to swim under the water and I can remember this one particular trip where I went under the water and when I came out it wasn't physical John who came out I actually burst into sort of inner light inside myself and kind of remembered who I was at that in that instant uh, as it were, and uh, you will understand this, and your listeners will understand this. It's not that I remembered past lives. I don't have that in this lifetime, but I re I remembered I remembered what it was like before this birth, the feeling of um, the sort of imminence, the eminence, the the soul, and um, and that's never gone. No, that moment, you that, yeah, happened. you remembered the joy of of being, and the Absolutely. water was a very yeah. natural place for you to experience that. I was the same way as a child. In the summer, we went to the mountains to a bungalow colony, and when I was in the water, underwater, with my eyes open, it was like such a natural place for me to be, feel free of the physical energy of the people and uh, you know, environment around me as an empath and a sensitive, the water freed me. And perhaps, yeah, I yeah perhaps. I think it's be, like a kind of rebirthing, isn't it? Yes. And perhaps beyond this life, we spend time in the water and we don't need breathing apparatus either. It's like it might be natural for us in spirit life. So I, I relate to what you just said, and it's a pleasant memory for me also to go there with you. So let's go yeah, it's on. It's never gone away. It's no. never gone away no. since no. then. So, so, and it's been full power since then, that's the thing. But I don't know about you, uh, but kind of moving into my teens and so on, I had to hide it. So I squashed it down as much as possible. I did the same. Yeah. I was just going to say, anybody else kind of feeling like they've had to hide themselves, it's time to step up, you know. <laughs> well, there comes a time when events start to unfold and you recognize, maybe you feel a little pain in your heart that something's not right, and you start to seek answers to the many questions like who are we what is life really about where, where did we come from where do we go when we die I mean these questions are very natural because they're part of remembering that we're an eternal soul energy 
So uh, the next question I'm going to ask you is tell us about the arising of questions and the urge to honestly meet yourself as you decided it was an inner decision in order for you to move forward. Well, exactly. And, and that's the kind of the opening of the signpost book in a way. And I say very straightforwardly, um, and some people have a, li- a little difficulty getting their head around this one. A lot of books are aimed at just everybody, as it were, uh, and they hope to kind of, I don't know, find some kind of little area of agreement so that they can kind of capitalize upon people or something like that. And, you know, the spiritual book world doesn't work any differently in that way. But we decided to do something a little bit different in that, you know, the book is squarely aimed at people who have genuinely began asking those questions. If you haven't yet, I'm not trying to convince you of anything. So... Uh, but if you have started asking those questions, then the book kind of leads on from there. It kind of it begins with those very questions. And of course, you're absolutely right. Those questions are implicit in the human experience. It's just most people spend their entire lives doing everything they can so they don't have to look there, you know. Yeah. But um, in my yeah, case, they're afraid. I, I had no mm-hmm. choice. They're afraid. They're afraid yeah. because they equate it with death. They think it's mm-hmm. they think it's the end of something, but actually, it's, all it is is the end of inauthenticity. That's all that it is. It's really and, um, it's really the beginning. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, the end is the beginning. The end of inauthenticity is the beginning beginning of a real life. You know, that's beautiful. Um, and then you ask things such as, "How can I bring awareness to what is going on?" What if I choose to respond rather than react? Exactly. What, what really would improve the world? And how do I step out of my way to transcend this situation? Uh, I had to do all those things once I realized <laughs> we were more than our physical body and I was being called to develop these healing gifts and uh, these uh, do this, host this radio show, and bring some of the best minds on the planet uh, with their uh, awareness so other people could open up and explore the gift of their magnificent inner being and soul and stop pressing it down, as you said in the beginning, because that's what we were doing. We were so so expansive that we had to stop ourselves from being that bold. (laughs) Well, well also, the the world is... Is we've seen what's happened with those who have gone before us as well, and you know the world will turn towards us with great violence, um, you know, uh, at first, or, or it will seem like that. Um, and I think you know we we can only move forward when when the kind of the ground is kind of more prepared within ourselves in a way. I just wanted to ask you though, how did you come through then? How did how I? How did you get out of your own way? How did I get out of my own way? (laughs) Well, that's a good question. For a long time, I was in my own way, like you and Mm. many, many others, because Mm. I was a skeptic. I was never taught about an afterlife. I was never taught I was a soul. I was never taught that I could, with intention, manifest my life or create my own life. I was just sort of playing by society's rules and uh, my family training and my education. Uh, so how did I get out of that? Well, mm. that is a good question. 
One day I had a dream, and my grandfather, I was sick with the flu, and my grandfather was there in, in, in energy. I couldn't see him, but I knew it was my grandfather, and he told me I had to write something for my father. And I woke up, and I, I didn't know. It didn't feel like a dream. And the next day I got a call from my mother that my father passed. So I wrote his eulogy. But I still couldn't put it together that it was a visit from a visit from my grandfather in spirit to mm. help me get on my way to doing what I was born to do, to explore these questions, to mm. learn beyond the shadow of a doubt uh, that this is truth. And a lot of the things we think are true in our ego or physical reality are not true or an illusion. Hallelujah. Yeah, Absolutely. but that, <laughs> but that's what happened. So once I learned that we survive physical death, that there is no death, just a transition to other dimensions Absolutely. of life, I made a promise, call it the source, the divine or God, that I would carry this information, the best information I had ever been given, to the end of the goal line, like you know, putting a football under my arm and running for the goal huh. and to meet and to share it with as many uh, people who could assimilate it so you might be one of those people who are born with a sense of their own soul that never leaves them because it started young with you I really didn't put it together till much later in life because as a sensitive child I would often feel great joy or sadness around people. I didn't know I was an empath or intuitive, and I didn't know that our physical body, uh, there was more to us than our physical body at that time. Uh, but as I learned and opened up, I wrote this. It'll, this will explain it. In, in my new book, A New Life Awaits, I wrote this. In reading A New Life Awaits, I know you will discover such synchronicity with your own daily observations and find comfort in validating many of your dearest wishes to live life in an expansive and bolder approach, creating new perspectives, new thoughts, taking you in the direction that your soul and heart were born to experience, unencumbered by the rules and limitations of societal or family systems that may have temporarily made you forget the amazing, loving, magnificent entity that you are that was born to walk in delight on our beautiful earth landscape and in spiritual light. You will find that a new life awaits you and know you do not walk alone. As spiritual beings having a human life experience, readers will also take away with them a greater awareness of human life in these tumultuous, changing modern times as we are encouraged to develop a more heightened and astute social consciousness in order to bring about worldwide cooperation when dealing with health, educational, medical, and political concerns affecting all of life. Evolution in all our communities, spiritually and physically, offering much-needed new ways to go about eliminating injustice, the proliferation of crime, conquering disease, reinventing social graces, and finding ways to integrate higher universal laws for well-being 
and success into our human daily lives. Well, that's what's happening now. I yeah. wrote, I wrote I agree. this I agree a few completely. years so, ago. See, once you know yourself properly, yes, and I don't mean believe in something that's external to you and then try to wear like a false identity, which so many people do thinking that it's spiritual. That's one of the great blockages of all. Everybody, we're, 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 we're taught to almost that, that taught this kind of spiritual materialism um, way of kind of going about things, but the heart doesn't move and we don't sort of, you know, uncover the soul or the soul doesn't uncover who we really are. But when we actually begin to meet that and we meet that through the ordinary things of our daily lives, it's like, how can I love better? How can I actually sort of, you know, be authentic in this life and so on? Then it shifts from being a belief to you know, you know, but yes. people like everything think everything's a debate. I don't, I'm, I don't debate anybody on this because I, I'm not, a, I don't believe in anything. I'm not a believer. I know, but I don't. But then other people want to argue about it. I'm not here to argue with them in a way. But everything you're saying is absolutely right, Cheryl. Because once you, once you are alive fully in this way. That you, it's not, it's that you become congruent with things. So it's mm. not that you have to kind of invent laws. The natural laws flow from you. The kind of injustices, they're impossible. They become impossible. You cannot, mm. because you see another person as your family. They're not separate from you. Yeah. You know? We're all so, interconnected uh, and interrelated absolutely. when you get yeah. to this point and, and, yeah. and, 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 and you, you observe. And you want to help other people change, but you can't because they have to find it for themselves. I didn't oh, know. I learned that the hard way. Yeah, me too. I didn't <laughs> know that for a while. I saw it once. I knew all these beautiful truths. I could just share it, no. and they would know it. But 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 no, it, it is a long process. It's yeah, really yeah. a forever eternal process. We will well, always be is- learning to love. We will always. <laughs> be learning that absolutely the best thing we can do is put it in a book you know I've got a beautiful publisher Watkins and Penguin Random House and um, and they've done a great job of getting the book out around the world but you know it sits on a shelf until uh, you know somebody's ready to see it, it it's not I, I don't chase after selling books and trying to kind of convince people to kind no, of read me spirit like will do what they spirit yeah. and it, will do it it's interesting because that happened when i was again when i was 13 i was in like my school library so at six this thing happened under the water but when i was 13 i was in the school library and i picked this book up uh, on meditation by a guy called stephen levine you remember him he did yes. all the stuff around sort of mm-hmm. death and dying and elizabeth worked with elizabeth kubler ross Yes, and um, I picked up one of his books, not knowing why, and then that's when I actually started meditating and kind of, you know, um, sort of moving forward in that way. Well, so you did start very young. Uh, yeah, I didn't young, start yeah. till my forties, so uh, you you had a head start. But we came to the same spot of wisdom and grace and kindness and love and cooperation and knowing that much that goes on in the physical world is just for the physical body to survive but we have a plan a time to come a time to go so much energy is wasted on worrying about things we have no control over 
But we do have control over how we respond <clears throat> when something happens to us. So let's go on to this. It is important to develop a clearer sense of choice in order to move from fear to love. And everything yes. in life is about moving from fear to love and conquering that aspect of our soul. So tell us how one begins to do that. The way forward with that is to not try to make a journey to love, but to begin experiencing love within yourself in any small way that you can. So not this, not this kind of idea of loving yourself, but just in, in the good times, in the people only come to this stuff when they're having a terrible time. I, you yes. know, a lot of the, uh, but what we have to do is we have to do it in the other times as well. And so the smallest real bit of friendliness or kindness or love is actually an aspect of God or a source, you know, that's mm -hmm. the quality of the soul. So if we start to kind of learn what that is, we, di we, 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 we start to transcend through that. So at first you can feel it in certain situations. Okay, when I'm with this kind of person, then, um, then I, I kind of experience this love. But then you notice, oh, you know, if I reflect on that, I'm feeling this love because I'm projecting outwards towards that person. I want something. Okay, so that needs healing because the love just needs to simply be from within so we can resonate together rather than trying to kind of be ego reflections of each other. So each little blockage that you come up against when you bring your inner wisdom to it <clears throat> will actually show you the path of your own life. So by working in the kind of the, the, the more open spaces first, you kind of build your kind of inner resilience. You get a sense of presence and love within yourself. But then when the more challenging things come up, and it's usually around relationship, let's face it, um, uh, then you have that inner awareness that you'll be caught in the reaction, but part of you will also be going, hang on a minute, there's more here. And if you're prepared to kind of move back within yourself without tearing yourself apart and give the other person some space as well, then you start to see that by staying back in with the soul when you're in these spaces, that things can be met in a completely different way. So love is not a thing that we do. It's something that actually naturally exudes from us. But we have to start removing the blockages from it. But the more we do it, even in safer spaces, the more it's available to us in the other spaces too. All right. Well, let's go on to the five tools to help you in the here and now and three practices to cut through the stories of the mind and repetitive noise of life. We actually do need, uh, when we're starting on our journey, besides meditation, some tools that will help us become natural to us. And after a while, we won't have to think about it. It'll just be we are resonating and reacting in that way. So tell us about the five tools to help us in the here yep. and now. Well, thankfully, I've got the book right here in front of me. Cause I'm having Good. Book. I have it written in front of me if you did. <laughs> didn't know it. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, so, so very quickly, uh, well, you know, one thing that people do is um, we think our life is all these different compartments, that there's a work life, that there's a home life, there's a sexual life, there's a 
sort of bored in front of the TV life, there's a, uh, who you are with your friends life, etc., 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 and um, and who you are when you're on your own. But what we don't realize is, is those are can, those are just views. Those are different windows of the same house. And actually, there's only one life, and that's yours in this moment. So if we're waiting for our life to kind of happen outside of those spaces, uh, or we're waiting to get time so we can live our life, then we're never going to get time because that everything that we do is our life. Every moment of your life is it. And so learning that quickly is really, really essential to realize that that spirit or presence belongs in the workplace, that it belongs in the, the marital bed, that it belongs in the yeah, so we wanna, when you're by yourself. We, we don't want to waste time. We want to be no, present and we want yeah, to love. No, and, and five of the, the other rules are we want to love and forgive. We want authenticity and also be aware of vulnerability because these are real strengths. And the path requires tea and biscuits and often chocolate. So we want to have fun along the way too and not take ourselves so seriously. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's really important to realize that there's no kind of, this is, this is, uh, like my fourth tool, I think it is, or something like that, or the, the fourth thing, which is realizing that there's no magic bullet. You know, there isn't no. a, a magic trick you can do apart from turning up authentically, you know, and, and, uh, that just. There's kind of no easy you. way to live. There's just allowing, accepting, and surrendering to whatever happens and not being fearful of it because we'll be in this moment and even if it's not a good moment for you, you'll be in the next moment and that could be a wonderful moment. I want to thank you, John Sadiq, author of Signposts of the Spiritual Journey, for sharing practices and ways to be aware of life in all aspects of soul, mind, and body and for truly learning to enjoy the spiritual path we are all part of, even if we are not fully aware of it at times. For more about finding the teacher within and using meditation and practices to replace reactivity with responsiveness, go to johnsadiq.com. In summarizing today's episode of Healing from Within, we have expressed ways to embark on a meaningful life or transformative journey for those seeking and opening the mind and heart to rewire old thought processes, overcome mental roadblocks, and find a spiritual life of enlightenment to live authentically rather than from a place of false identity, acquired beliefs, and social mores that are not in your best interest, and to learn practices such as meditation and being in silence to allow yourself the space to find peace and the true nature of being. John and I would have you discover that the spiritual path is one we all walk as our souls have incarnated into a physical life to experience the emotions and feelings only possible in a human body that allow us to refine our energy and lead us to love more completely as we recognize the true magnificence of our life for creating through thoughts and actions a more purposeful and united life in alignment to all that is. 
I am your host of Healing from Within, Cheryl Glick, Reiki Master Teacher and author of the newest book in a trilogy, A New Life Awaits. And I invite you to visit my website, CherylGlick.com, to read about and listen to visionaries, spiritualists, metaphysicians, scientists, medical and energy healers, psychologists and those in the arts and music fields who seek answers to universal questions of life and the meaning of eternal source. Shows may also be heard on webtalkradio.net and dreamvision7radio.com. Thank you.